we'll start at the full information today was my samarpanam of narayani just finishing everything up <laughs> starting again श्री गुरु चरण सरोज रज निज मन मुकुर सुधारी बर नौ रघुबर बिमल जसु जोदायक फल चारी बुद्धिहीन तनु जानिके सुमिरो पवन कुमार बल बुद्धि विद्या देहु मुहे हर हु कलेश बिकार जय हनुमान ज्ञान गुण सागर जय कपी सतीजागर राम दूत अतुलित बल धाम अंजनी पुत्र पवन सुत नाम महावीर विक्रम बजरंगी कुमति निवार सुमति के संगी कंजन बरन बिराज सुबेशा कानन कुंडल कुंचित केशा हाथ ब्रज ओ ध्वजा बिराजे कांदे मूंज जने हूँ साजे शंकर सुवन केसरी नंदन तेज प्रताप महाजग बंदन विद्यावान गुणी अति चातुर राम काज करी बेको आतुर प्रभु चरित्र सुनि बेको रसिया राम लखन सीता मन बसिया सूक्ष्म रूप धरसियही दिखावा विकट रूप धरी लंक जरावा भीम रूप धरी असुर सहारे राम चंद्र के काज सवारे लाए सजीवनी लखन जिया श्री रघुवीर हर शि उर लाय रघुपति की ने बहुत बड़ाय तुम मम प्रिय भर तय संभाय सहस बदन तुम रोज सिवे संकादिक ब्रह्मादि मुनीसा नारद सारद सहित अहिसा जम कुबेर दिगपाल जहाते कभी कौबिद कही सके कहते तुम उपकार सुग्रीव ही कीना राम मिलाय राजपत दीना तुम रो मंत्र विभीषण माना लंकेश्वर भय सब जग जाना जोग सहस्त्र जो जन पर भानु लीलो ताही मधुर फल जानु प्रभु मुद्रिका मैली मुख माही जल दिलांगी गए अचरज नाही दुर्गम काज जगत के जेते सुगम अनुग्रह तुम रे तेते राम दुआरे तुम रखवारे होत न आज्ञा बिनु पैसारे सब सुख लहे तुम्हारी शरण तुम रक्षक काहू को डरना आपन तेज समारो आपे तीनों लोक हाकते कापे भूत पिशाच निकट नहीं आवे नासे रोग हरे सब पीरा जपत निरंतर हनुमत बीरा संकट ते हनुमान छुड़ावे मन क्रम वचन ध्यान जो लावे सब पर राम तपस्वी राजा तिनके काज सकल तुम साजा और मनोरथ जो कोई लावे सोई अमित जीवन फल पावे 
चारों जुग पर ताप तुम्हारा है पर सिद्ध जगत उजियारा साधु संत के तुम रखवारे असुर निकंदन राम दुलारे अष्ट से दिनों निधि के दाता अस पर दीन जान की माता राम रसायन तुमरे पासा सदा रहो रघुपति के दासा तुमरे भजन राम को पावे जन्म जन्म के दुख बिसरावे अंधकाल रघुबर पुर जाई जहा जन्म हरि भक्त कहाई और देवता चित्त न धरही हनुमत से ही सर्व सुख करही संकट कटे मिटे सब पीरा जो सुमिरे हनुमत बल बीरा जय 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 हनुमान गुसाई कृपा करो गुरुदेव की नाई जो सत बार पाठ कर कोई छूट ही बंदे महासुख हो जो यह पढ़े हनुमान चालीसा हो सिद्धि सा की गौरी सा तुलसीदास सदा हरि चेरा की जय नाथ हृदय महेरा पवन तने संकट हरन मंगल मूर्ति रूप राम लखन सीता सहित हृदय बसो सुरभूप सियावर रामचंद्र की जय उमापति महादेव की जय पवन सुत हनुमान की जय बोलो रे भाई सब संतन की जय जय श्री हनुमान जय श्री कृष्णा हैप्पी न्यू ईयर टुडे वी आर गोइंग टू स्टार्ट विद द फिफ्थ बुक ऑफ श्रीमद भागवत महापुराण एंड वील जस्ट टच अपॉन द फर्स्ट चैप्टर इट इज द चैप्टर ऑफ प्रियव्रत बट बिफोर वी गेट इन टू द बुक आई वुड लाइक टू शेयर अ फ्यू स्मॉल स्टोरीज टू गेट इन टू द माइंड सेट इट हैज बीन अ वाइल वी बीन वॉन्डरिंग अराउंड फॉर क्वाइट अ बिट सो वंस बिफोर वी गेट इन टू भागवतम Now this is a story of Sri Buddha and his disciple. Now there was this disciple who one day decided that a sannyasi's life would be better. So he left his family and his wife, no, his family, and he went. So he went and he joined the sangh. Right? We know, right? Buddha in Buddhism, the sangh is very important. So he joined the sangh, but again he stayed stayed there for a while. and he'd go around for bhiksha and sometimes he did not get bhiksha and sometimes there would be no place to sleep and it was not as easy as he thought it would be and he started missing his family so he, he decided to leave the sang and go back to samsar buddha ji said no problem go he went again his mother took care of him his brothers were there and then his mother thought that maybe you know to hold him back so that he does not go back Let's get him married. So they got him married. Now, after he got married, he was not allowed to stay at home. Right? You have to work. You have to support your family. Your wife is there. So again, he had to go to the fields. He had to work, and he started working. And then he realized that it was so hard. In the sang, all you had to do was listen to the preachings, do meditation, go around for bhiksha, come back and sleep. So he said, "No, no, no. I think I made a mistake." the sanyasi's life is better 
I don't want samsara anymore. One night again, he got up and he left. Back, back to Buddha. Buddha said, Koi baat nahi, aajo. Again. Now, he stayed there. People started stalking. Will he stay this time? He said, yes, yes, he'll stay. Again, during the stay in the sun, in the ashram, there were some problems because there are also a lot of people over there. You're not staying there alone. So suddenly, he felt, Ki, what is the difference between the ashram and samsar? Here, there are the same kind of people. So there is no use. I'll go back. Buddha said, Koi baat nahi, go. No problem. He went back. His family greeted him. And this time, they told that, you know, to hold him back in samsar, he needs a child. Because this is not, I've given you only two instances when he went and he came back. Apparently, there had been many. He had done then multiple number of times, going and coming back, going and coming back. So this time, they said, it is time. If he has a child, he won't leave samsar and go because there will be too much responsibility. So, well, again, his wife was expecting and it so happens in certain traditions, in most traditions in India, at that time, husband and wife are not supposed to sleep together. So, they said, you will be sleeping here, she will be sleeping in another room. And again, he started missing his wife so much because there also in the sung, he used to think about his wife and he came back for his wife. And now in samsar, he has been separated for, from his wife, that also for a long duration of nine months. So now what does he do? So one night, he got up and sneaked into his wife's room. And when he opened the door, what did he see? He sees she was sleeping and her hair was all messy. Of course, when she was sleeping, there was no get up on her face. She was just sleeping like that. Her clothes were like shabby. There was a, a bit of spit or lar we say no was coming out when you sleep it happens to some people and she's sleeping and we went a little close to her and there was a smell of course you're not groomed this is manavtan if you don't get take care of it it stinks and this man he said i came back for this came back for this desire for this woman I left the song for her for my desires for this and that very moment he got back and he went back to Buddha he said Prabhu I am back Prabhu said come back no questions asked see there are no questions in God's name you want to go you go you want to come you are always welcome so he said, come. But the people over there, this time they did not give him a place to stay. You never know. He has done this so many times, 10 times, 15 times. He has come back and gone. So tomorrow again he will go away. So why make all the arrangements for him? Let him stay. If he actually stays. And then there were bets. Kitte din guys bar. But he did not go. No matter what the trouble, no matter whether he got bhiksha or not. He did not go and days went by, months. And then finally they said, oh, he needs space to sleep and all that. They gave him everything and they went to Buddhaji, his other disciples. And he said, why isn't he going back? He said, all this while. This point is very important because before we get into the book, we have to hold on to this point because that is the crux of today's session. All this while, he was leaving samsar, leaving people and coming back. This time he won't go. Why? 
because he left behind his desires he was leaving samsar he was leaving the people but he was carrying his desires with him right so bit of anything and he would run back this time what he has left is not his people not his wife not his samsar he has left behind his desires and now he won't go back and he did not many years went back over there the family also waited then they gave up ki now this time he is not coming back so now the wife had to support the child so she had to do all the hard work right who will do all the hard work for kheti badi everything and one day with a big pile on her head she was walking in the marketplace and from the other side this sanyasi who was her husband came walking very peaceful very divine and he came and they crossed path she looked at him he looked at her and she said aisa kya ki you left me in all the hardships and went if this is what you wanted could you get it here also Now this question is very important hold on to this question and he looked at her and he said yes because today's session is about stiti right first is the adhikari skand who is the adhikari of bhagavat not everybody is an adhikari then was the sadhana skand what is sadhana actually then we did the sarg right chapter 3 book 3 was all about sarg the creation on a big scale then visarg how the gunas were actually intermingled to form different 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 kind of pravritti and in that fourth chapter which we did we talked about dharm arth kaam and moksha and after that now the fifth book is going to talk about stiti it is very very structuredly chalked out stiti or sthana now stiti and sthana can be said to be as place or a situation or a condition right so this book is going to focus on that stiti and sthana now there is a broad way of looking at it ki all this samsar all this creation where is it where is it located is god in the creation or god made this creation what is it where is it or god is permeated throughout the creation that is one way of looking at it and to look at that thing your stiti your condition of mind your place is also important so these two things will be brought together to understand so now the question the wife asked was what you attained there was it not possible here you left me suffering and you went and he did not have an answer or he had an answer and he became quiet isn't it just imagine it's a big question right now at the end of the fourth book we saw that the conversation was between vidhur and maitreya muni right and after that vidhur suddenly got up he was going on he had a lot of questions he had the questions about place he had the questions about creation there were so many questions which have still not been answered but after the last element where he heard about the moksha section where he heard about the uh, the puranjanas the prachetas he got his answer now till i keep describing sugar to you you would keep listening to me 
But when I just get the sugar and put it into your mouth and you get the taste of it, would you need any further description anymore? He got the taste of it. He said, I understand what sugar is. I understand what that Satchit Anand is. I have understood what you are going to try and tell me. My thirst has been answered. And now I'll go back and share what I have learned. So he took leave from Maitreya Muni, Vidurji and went back. Where did Vidurji's journey start? Vidurji's journey started when Krishna was leaving his body. And Uddhavji and Vidurji were there. Uddhavji was equally knowledgeable. But what did Krishna told Vidurji? Go look for Maitreya Muni. And he will give you your answers. So everybody, every connection is already made. Now Uddhav did not mind. Uddhav said, why? Maitreya Muni is superior to me. No, he said, okay. Uddhav's journey was different. Maitreya Muni's journey was different. What Vidur seeked could be answered by Maitreya Muni. Though Maitreya and Uddhav were equally knowledgeable. So Krishna directed Vidurji towards Maitreya Muni. So that is where his journey started. He searched for Maitreya Muni. He met Maitreya Muni. He learned whatever he had to. And he got his answers. Now Brahmaji, Chatushluki Bhagavat was only four shlokas, right? Was given to Vedvyas. Only four shlokas by Brahmaji. But we need 18,000 shlokas to understand. For Brahmaji only four. And for Vedvyas only four was important. So maybe Vidurji got his answers. He got up and he left. But who, are, who else is listening? Parikshit. And he is listening to Shukdevji. And Shuk Parikshit still has a lot of questions. His story has not ended. And who else is narrating? Sutta and? No. Sutta and? Two people, right? Who are sitting? In the beginning we talked about them. Shonak and Sut. Right? Shonak and his disciple and Sut is narrating. So there, so far, if you read Bhagavatam, you will see the conversation is going to be between these three people. Now suddenly, one set has gone for now. So Vidurji and Maitre Muni's conversation has stopped. And he has taken leave. And what did he say? Your merciful self, O great yogi, has brought me within sight of the other shore. I have mil gaya mujhe. Jo mujhe chahiye tha. And... The other shore of ignorance where dwells Sri Hari, who himself goes to meet those that have nothing to call their own. This is where we enter, right? Who have nothing to call their own. So I have met the last shore. So he got up, he took leave. Now, Parikshit, he says, okay, but now you are going to talk about Priyavrat. Now again, Brahmaji was making the creation. So he had three daughters. Prasuti, Akruti and Devuti and two sons, Uttanpant and Priyavrat. Now Uttanpant was given the kingdom whereas Priyavrat was so much into Adhyatma that he left the kingdom and he went to Narad Muni's ashram. He went there and he was totally focused on Narad Muni and his teaching and the Lord and he had no intentions of getting back to Samsara. He did not want the kingdom. He did not want to get involved in that. All he wanted was the law. But what destiny wanted from him was very different. What Manuji wanted from him was very different. After such difficulty, Brahmaji was established, was able to establish some tangible creation. And the entire purpose of Manu and Satrupa was to 
populate the world, right? And Priyavrat was a fine offspring, which is very rare. A fine offspring is the offspring who has all the sanskars in him. And he is capable of later, if needed, his descendants and his offsprings will be able to call God into this world. And the world that will be populated by him will be a Satyogi world. So how could he let Priyavrat go? So he said, no, no, this is not what I want. And he went to Narad Muni's ashram and he tried to convince, please come back, get married, live in samsar. This is not the time right now. And Manu could not leave till he handed over to Priyavrat, right? Manu had ruled for a very long time, 60,000 years. So Priyavrat was not listening. He refused. He said, I don't want to go back. This is the life I've chosen. Uttanpad is there. Please, Father, don't, you know, get me. That is what normally happens, right? When a person is shifting away from samsar, the entire family pulls him back. Say, no, 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 where are you going? So this was, of course, normal. So if the father said, no, 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 where are you going? Come back. This is not what we went, what is meant for you. So he said, no. And Narad Muni was just listening. Narad Muni was the guru. Priyavrat was there. And again, who was there? Manu. So through this discussion, he is trying to pull out Priyavrat, but Priyavrat is not understanding. When you are in such a dueda, who comes? God himself, right? Or Brahmaji, the great-grandfather, he realized that Priyavrat is not going to budge because he thinks that Manu is saying all this because of the love and compassion for him. So Brahmaji came down. And Brahmaji, when he comes, he does not come alone. He is Veda personified, right? All four of his faces talk Veda. So he came back on a swan and all the Gandharvs, all the Saptarishis, everybody was coming down to convince Priyavrat to go back to Samsar. Just imagine. The entire heavens, when you look at the pictures, you'll see such a big team of people descending just to convince this one to enter Samsar. There must be something great, right? Because Priyavrat's descendant is Rishabdev. Who is Rishabdev? We all know Rishabdev, don't we? He is the first in Tirthankars of the Jains. Rishabh Bhagwan, we call him. So in his lineage, Rishabdev has come. In his lineage, Bharat has come. So if Priyavrat would not come into Samsar, where would these great people come from? So just imagine the entire heavens is descending just to convince this one person to head back into samsar where he is all set to descend higher into Brahmalok. When he is wanting to go to Brahmalok, but just imagine the Brahmalok itself is descending for him. So when Brahmaji was coming down, they all looked at him. Again, Priyavrat also got up. Narad Muni got up because he is Narad Muni's father also, Manu's father also. They all got up and they did Naman. Now when the story is going on, suddenly Parikshit has a doubt. And Parikshit says, Priyavrat was a great devotee of the world and reveled in the self, right? He is asking this question. How did he rejoice in family life? Jab you have already been switched to that side, how would he rejoice in family life? Because now he understands what the ending of the story is going to be. He is going to enter. Plus, which obscures one's true nature and subjects one to bondage of action. Bandhan hai na? Samsar is bandhan he is saying. What Parikshit is saying. Jab usko he has found no bondage and did the divine. Why get into samsar again? 
मी नो यू कैन क्लोज द डोर नाउ आफ्टर फिफ्टीन मिनट्स यू कैन क्लोज द डोर है ना यू कैन क्लोज सर्टनली इट इज नॉट डिजायरेबल नो प्रियर से अरे ही इज गोइन टू गो बैक टू समसार एंटायर ब्राह्मण लोग इज डिसेंडिंग सर्टनली इट इज नॉट डिजायरेबल इतने मुश्किल से तो संसार छूटता है एंड एवरीबडी इज पुलिंग एम बैक ओ चीफ ऑफ द ब्राह्मणास हु इज इट हु इज इट टॉकिंग टू द तोता राइट शुक एंड दैट पीपल लाइक हिम हु आर फ्री फ्रॉम अटैचमेंट शुड गेट आइडेंटिफाइड विद देयर होम इन दिस वे इज इट फेयर दैट पीपल लाइक हिम शुड बी आइडेंटिफाइड एंड गेट इन टू अटैचमेंट अगेन ये तो सही नहीं है जेनविन क्वेश्चन इंडीड ओ ब्राह्मणा सेज exalted souls whose mind has found peace in the cool shade of the feet of shri hari enjoying excellent renown cannot conceive a found attachment to their family how will he even get attached to his family it is either or he is saying you know because he is talking about attachment see the words are very carefully chosen priyavrat is using attachment again and again he is not talking about love right that is where we also get mixed up I have this great doubt in my mind o holy brahmana as to how priyavrat who was attached to his wife house children and so on attained perfection and what is still more difficult come to develop unswavering de- devotion to lord shri hari or lord shri krishna so first he is saying firstly it will be very difficult from him to get attached and then you are saying ki rishabdev bharat came through him then how when he got so attached to the family later on how could he go back to the lord he is talking as if it is a one way street and again and again he has used the words attachment he has never used the words love so these are the questions he had when shukdev started talking about priyavrat now shukdev says yes it is a very genuine question however who's mind now he says this is a very 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 genuine question but he is saying one thing very beautifully that enjoying the sweet honey of the charming feet of the lord shri hari do not generally give up their most blessed path of listening to the narrative of the lord who is beloved of his devotees and an ascetic of the highest order even though it may be temporarily obstructed by some responsibilities so the questions were so many right he said first to havili go back and then you say he got attached and he had children then how did he go back there now shukdev he is saying very clearly that he was attached to the lord right totally because of some responsibility he had to go back that does not mean that he is still not attached to the lord isn't it like what what is he saying what is he trying to say he priyavat thinks it's a first you know uh, not priyavat parikshit is saying it is a one way street right ya to idhar ya idhar idhar to fir idhar nahi but he is saying jo once who is connected to the lord even if he has to be in samsar and act the samsarik way his heart is still connected so because of the obstruction nothing makes a change nothing happens so this is what happened to prayavrat now everybody came they descended and they wanted to take him back so when brahma ji started talking he said see what do you think he explained to priyavrat uh, very clearly what do you think that only in an ashram only in the forest only in the jungles will you be able to attain lord is that true and if that is your so desire why don't you go back into samsar and test yourself 
how strong have your sadhana made you you know do you sway in that test of the samsara because samsara is a very big test it is easy to be alone and calm no it is difficult i think nowadays that is also not possible but it is easy to be alone and calm but is it possible to be calm in situations which are disturbing so he said okay well, if you think this is the path just take and think of it as a test go back there are responsibilities that you have to fulfill your father has to take sanyas he has been ruling sanyas he has been ruling for so long you have to relieve him go back do your job and when the time is right if you are really true to god what will stop you from coming now till manu was saying he thought there is a vested interest when parent says maybe there is a vested selfish interest of love and attachment right but when brahma ji is saying he speaks vedas his mouths are nothing but vedas and vedas is he it has been created by itself so if veda and ved are saying something it cannot be wrong right so thinking such priyavrat he said okay so be it i agree and he went back and started ruling the kingdom and when he started ruling the kingdom of course he'll again get married so he got married to vishwakarma's daughter called brahmasmati now brahmasmati was a very delightful female very as knowledgeable she was an apt match now who's vishwakarma he is the architect of the lords all the designing that happens in the heavens and the lord it is done by vishwakarma so vishwakarma's daughter got married to priyavrat and their offsprings they had 10 sons about whom we'll talk later but they had 10 sons and one daughter out of these 10 sons three took to samyas immediately they said no this is not the path for us so out of this 10 three became sanyasis the other seven were ready to help their father rule the world and the daughter was later married on and her further daughter was devyani whom we'll talk about in the next session and devyani was a great divine lady so this is this beginning of his generation now priyavrat again being in samsar he also started indulging spending time with his family who does not like it spending time with his wife and taking care of everything and you would not believe so far we talk about 60000 rules right the number of the time that he has ruled is so big it is almost 1100 crore years was his rule 11 vatsar like manuantar and vatsar is a time period so this number is so big i said oh my god how can he rule maybe they have put in extra zeros by mistake but that is not so he ruled for a very big duration and how does this happen his rule was so long and this priyavrat would think why is it that there is day and night why can't there always be day why can't there always be day so one day what he did is he took his chariot and he decided to chase the sun and ensure that there is daylight every single day every single corner of the earth has only day there is no night ever so at that point there was one great mass of land but through his chariot when he was chasing the sun again with the pressure of his chariot and the pressure of his zeal and devotion the entire mass of earth got divided into seven 
and was surrounded by seven different ocean sat samundar and seven continents right it is because of his wheels that the seven continents came in jambudweep and all the names i'll send it across and those seven ocean some oceans were ocean of sugarcane juice literally some oceans were water some oceans were milky oceans and the oceans and the size of the islands was the same and today one island was double the size of the other island and if you go back to the map and look the division is more or less the same so he was the one who created from one mass so many islands he inhabited the entire prithvi he divided it and he chased the sun he said why is it that when it takes a round there has to be day there should always be light and the division happened after chasing the sun and we can also think it from a very different perspective what they are trying to tell us about priyavrat is something very deep he chased the sun that means he made sun his guru and i can hold on to this thought why did he make sun his guru when he was in samsar and what did he learn from it what is he trying to say about day and night and of course he was victorious over time time is just a perception right because he ruled for so long he fought victory over time time did not matter to him anymore and then as days went by he suddenly looked at what he was doing his children were old enough everything was well settled and he suddenly disgusted he got disgusted he said i had come for a purpose I was, there was a need due to which I had to enter the samsar. That need has been fulfilled. I have done my duty. Then why am I still here? Oh my God! He got so disgusted of himself that in spite of my duty being fulfilled, I am still indulging in samsar. He looked around and everything that was giving him so much of joy—the sensual pleasures, the wife, the children—started disgusting him. And that very day, he stood up and he went back. to narad muni's ashram to continue what he was meant to do what he was meant to be and he divided the seven kingdoms seven islands amongst his seven sons three chicken samnyasi right and he left never to come back he went he continued his tapasya and in due time he merged into the lord who he so fondly desired from his very birth. Uh, the story is just a chapter it is very very small but it is so engrossing if we start digging into what it is trying to teach us it is very very deep what do you think is this entire small little story of priyavrat's life trying to tell us and very essential for us what is it trying to tell us okay let's start from what is sun being his teacher and he chasing the sun so that there's always light trying to tell us what is the first question that we raised when the lady looked at this sanyasi who was once a husband trying to tell us Yeah, why did you leave? Uh, like, no, if this is okay. all you wanted, why did you uh, leave me to suffer alone? Okay, and it is about stiti, huh? 
स्थिति स्थान कंडीशन सो दिस इज समथिंग विच वी आर गोइंग टू डेल्व इन वेरी डीपली बिकॉज यू आर अंडरस्टैंड राइट क्या भगवान वहाँ है या नहीं है कहाँ है तो भगवान का भी तो स्थान पता करना है ना Along with his tan, we have to find our tan and our stiti also. So, what is this small story bringing forth? <coughs> Why did you leave us to suffer, right? Right? What? She asked, "What is it that you attained there, but you could not attain here?" And Ramaji, when he came down, he said, "For a pure-hearted person." He does not have to be in the forest or a jungle or alone to attain something. He went on to explain one more thing to Priyavrat, that wherever you go, you carry six elements with you, right? The five senses and your mind. So the test is, these five senses are karma indriyas and our jnana indriyas through which we see, isn't it? These are five and our mind. it is always with us no matter where we go does it ever leave you you can leave people you can leave place you can leave things but can you leave your five senses and your mind so no matter where you are will it make a difference just because there is no disturbing factor you might think you are calm right so the entire battle is not to leave samsar the entire battle is not to leave things the entire battle is not to leave people it is the sense organs which we need to control along with the mind now does it need a particular place yes maybe initially which he already did he went to narad muni's ashram he did a lot of tap so tap is important there is no other way everybody has to do tap but that does not mean that only in seclusion your purpose will be fulfilled if your tap is successful even in the deepest of you know midst of all the people you will still be composed right you will be stith you won't be held into you know you won't be swaying between pain and joy sorrow and agony and uh, fame and defame and will that happen to you then but if your five senses in your mind still he said na come back to samsara and see get rid of the attachments be in the samsara exercise what you have learned and see are you stit so she is saying what you achieved there <coughs> sorry could you not have achieved here and she is right when you had what did he leave buddha said that this time he left his desires and he came isn't it so when he has left his desires only no matter where he is no matter what he has he will be stit only he won't be in duality maya will not affect him so she is asking at that point when you saw me in that state and you had already foregone your desires then it did not matter whether you were there or you were here it did not matter what you were doing see his wife was equally knowledgeable then you could have just 
help me do my work and still be in your divine state right see so that is the first thing so brahma ji is also trying to tell him the same thing in our shastras a grihasth and a sanyasi is weighed equally one is not superior to the other we always say right a sanyasi is like the sun and a grihastha is a glow worm in front of the sun that may be true if that sanyasi is a divine elevated realized soul and this this grihastha is a total deluded fool but that is not true if this grihastha is also operating in that level still doing so at that time a grihastha becomes superior because he is indulging in everything that has to be indulged yet he is detached so he's saying go back and see if your indriyas are in your control if you have been able to overcome kaam krodh moh lobh ahankar and your mind is in your control and if that is true then aa jana wapas after your work is done what will stop you it is just an obstruction right and look at the greatness of priyavrat look at his confidence when we read about hanuman ji when he was in ashok vatika right and he was destroying the ashok vatika who came akshay kumar came and what did he shoot in uh, after akshay kumar came he died and indrajit came what did he shoot he shot the brahmastra right and what did hanuman ji think at that time he said if i don't let this brahma astra try me right now its mahima will go away not that i am not powerful because brahma astra had no power over hanuman ji because at that time when he was shot he was given the boon that none of the astras will have power over him even brahma ji gave him that vardan but he sat there he said if i don't let the brahma astra try me right now his mahima will be deluded ki this is the strongest astra so he just joined his hands he said let it time me priyavrat when brahma ji came down look at the great respect just like hanuman ji he joined his hands he said you want to time me in samsara okay come on time me and he went just like hanuman ji went to ravan priyavrat also went back to samsara just to keep the mahima of brahmastra why the bird sits on a very thin branch is it so confident about the branch or it is confident about the strength of its wings priyavrat and hanuman ji were confident about their sadhana their devotion to the lord they said put us anywhere you want even if you put me daily next to ravan hanuman ji knew that i have the capacity to change me he does not have the capacity to change i have the capacity to change him he does not have the capacity to change me now priyavrat somewhere new go you put me in samsar i will become a grahasthi i will have children but no obstruction can take me away from my lord and with that bond and pull he went back and brahma ji said go he said okay i'll go he also kept the mahima of brahmas and he went and when you look at hanuman ji also did he anything happened to him 
the agni could not burn him and to priyavrat also did anything happen to him the samsar could not touch so is the samsar at fault who is at fault there or is the samsar to blame if we are not getting elevated hum bolte na kya kare samsar mein phase hue hain bacche hain time nahi milta baad mein karenge baad mein kam time is ticking jaane ka samay fixed hai you don't even know one thing that will never come back and precious is time we think money is so priyavrat went back and when i was going to mata ji's talks she touched aranya kand so beautifully that you can fall in love with aranya kand and you can read it over and over again thinking of what she had said purna mata and she brought forth a very beautiful point about samsar we or if we put water in a tray what will happen to it tray me flat tray it will spill right no matter what we do the water will spill right so what do you do you'll say are please take a deeper vessel and you fill it to the brim also you'll be able to walk with it and the water will not water. drop so now is the water to blame or the vessel to blame the same water right in a thin tray it was spilling but in the deep vessel was it spilling if you take a stone in a small shallow place if you throw it ripples will form go in the middle of the ocean throw will any ripple come it will absorb it so when you have control over your senses and your mind samsar will not affect you till you are shallow you feel ki oh my god people are wronging me and this is happening how do i focus on lord i am so disturbed so what do you do she said she said make yourself deep right that is the only solution priyavrat had a responsibility we all have a responsibility we have to be in samsar today if i get up and my husband will say yes please you may go wherever you want but please take your children with you yeah really because they are your responsibility so if this is your responsibility this obstruction is there you have to stay in there right so how do you make yourself immune to what is happening around by making yourself deep now the question is how do you make yourself deep she asked by detaching right and how do you detach by attaching to god now how do you attach to god see the solution is there to not get hurt in samsar and to be still you have to make yourself deep now to make yourself deep you have to detach because all through parikshit was saying attachment 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 that is the problem with the sansar we get attached now how do you detach to attach to the lord now how do you attach to the lord prabhu to kahi dikhte nahi hai ab ab in this chapter he is they are going to teach us because prabhu is not visible to our eyes right ab where is prabhu will say how do i get attached to that which i can't see mandir mein kab tak how do i feel him how hari naam the beauty of kalyug is hari naam again kalyug for the entire planet and where we are stit also in which yuga are we as an individual operating 
we can't say the masses are in kalyug so only hari naam is important but if you are also in kalyug hari naam is important then hari 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 karke you will move to dwapar right or tretas dwapar sorry dwapar comes after before kalyug so dwapar right so in that there is another set of instructions with hari naam you have to do something else then as an individual you elevate to treta also right then there are certain other instructions and then you elevate to satya so if you always we cannot always be in kg so the entire universe will say okay right now the earth is in kalyug now you analyze yourself where are you are you in kalyug okay this what are your qualities there are four legs of kalyug right we have discussed so in samsar how do you attach to the lord hari naam hari katha hari bhajan hari sang buddha says sang is very important you leave the sang even if you are a fire soon the fire will go away that is why sang they never leave sat sang what is sat ka sang that which pulls you towards the divine what is divine his satchit anand that divine is satchidanand this divine is satchidanand that which takes you through your true self satchidanand is satkasam that which takes you away is not satsam so how do you detach from the world and attach to the lord step by step hari naam hari katha hari sang satsam slowly by slowly consciously as we said everything reads effort right it does not happen overnight you'll say nahi ras nahi aa raha i am not finding joy in it you won't find joy in it initially right if you go and work out right now for the after 3 years or 4 years of never working out your body is going to hurt but then people will say don't stop working out now after a while you'll start liking it so if only for a workout you need so much of effort to get to like hari naam how much effort is needed so and when you attach to the lord you detach from the world because only attachment gives pain so when you detach from the law, world what happens you don't care about your children you don't care about your family you don't care about your friends you don't care about your uh, parents is that true that is what happens that is what we fear isn't it we feel ki a person who is attached to lord and he is detached to the world cares a damn about the people around him is that true when you get attached to the lord and when you get detached to the world attachment goes away nobody is saying that love will go away the more you attach to the lord the more you love the world because you realize that there is no two that lord and my child is the same that lord and my teacher is the same that lord and my friends are the same that lord and my mother is the same that lord and my mother in law is the same because you make your vessel so deep that no situation shakes you anymore because you know that lord has put us in a situation to make us learn something <coughs> he is testing us testing how deep we have become you stop blaming him ki tune mere sath aisa kyun kiya good oh so okay then you say okay this thing hurted me this was not wrong and then you have to be in awareness what is hurting 
when a situation goes wrong what hurts what am i what am i we are satchit anand right satchit anand that pure bliss that pure true bliss that pure true joy that can never hurt right our nature is bliss so if that is our nature sugar nature of sugar is sweet no matter what it remains with so if something is hurting what is hurting i am not hurting now you analyze and see an awareness what is hurting you'll say oh that ego is hurting sachidan oh that ego is hurting why is the ego hurting then you look is that person he has done something no that person did not do anything i had certain expectations from that person that he'll behave in a certain manner he's supposed to do that to me because i have done so much you did something your choice he does something his choice so what is hurting the ego is hurting because of the expectation i am not at all in the picture when we are not involved you become stith and you become a witness staying in that sansar staying in the same situation staying in the same problem one person is very happy the other person is always sulking because one person has become the witness and he knows it is a battle between the ego and expectation mujhe usse kya lena dena and the other person is saying i am hurting they hurt me and priyavrat went in as a witness he did everything as a witness he loved his children as a witness he cared for his wife as a witness and his guru was the son why son krishna ji said after me the son is the biggest teacher of nishkam karma what is nishkam karma for us sansaris it is very important because nishkam karma is the only way we can get rid of expectation now how do we get rid of attachment we have to change it to love right and to change it to love we need to become deep right our heart has to become big how do we do it by become detached from the world and attached to the lord so attached to the lord detached to the world attachment gets turned into love so we are the same mother same wife but the samne wala person will also see oh my god every day you used to nag now you are so loving gradually the people will see that something has changed now why son can be a good teacher why priyavrat never let go of the son he said i chased the son he made the seven oceans he said why shouldn't there always be light son teaches nishkam karma every morning it will rise even if you close the windows it will be there you close the windows theek hai when you open the windows he is not going to say because you close the windows on me now i'm not going to shine on your house will he say that no you open the windows with the same joy he'll come into your house you close the windows no grudges he'll stand there and wait with the same love and affection you get up when the sun is rising it is okay it does not expect that everybody is going to stand and do surya namaskar and only then i'll rise no people are sleeping till 11 o'clock the sun gets up and he does his job he does not wait for anybody to come and applaud or appreciate or even if somebody is defaming or saying anything wrong the sun does not hold a grudge 
So Priyavrat held on to the sun as his teacher when he was in samsara. As strong as the sun, as selfless as the sun, he followed nishkam karma. And that is how he operated. No desires, no return. We always, if we give something, we want to take something back, right? I, Why? In the world, there are only two kinds of relationships. There is always a give and a take relationship, right? Some have, and the proportion keeps varying. You see, which is your give relationship, you'll know. Which is your take relationship, no. And if you really analyze the situation, you'll know how much is the give relationship and how much is the take relationship. Certain relationships, you'll say, you'll know that you take from them a lot. Certain relationships, you'll know that you give them a lot. But the son, he has no take relationship. He gives without expectation. So he held on to the son. He always used to chase the son as his guru. If I am in sansar, let me be like you. Because then I will not suffer because of expectations and ego. I'll do my duty without any expectations and ego. Just imagine how greatly he operated in the world. He knew whose son was important. The son is always there. We don't even have to go anywhere. Son, the minute we look up, we know our teacher is there. And he can remind us. When we are expecting, don't expect. And that is where he said, chase the sun around. And he divided the world. He did his work. Like the sun is always doing his work. He did not run away anywhere. That is Nishkam Karma. That is what Priyavat teaches us. He said, you don't have to go anywhere. Be here. Be where you are. No situation has to change. He was ready to be bound, right? Just like Hanuman and Priyavrat, they were ready to be bound. If Lord is giving you a situation, accept it with grace. Because if you don't accept it with grace, that means you don't have faith on the Lord. If today, how would you? I was reading a post. He said, if you want God to laugh, tell him about, his, about your plans. He has the picture of Adi, Madhya and Ant. What do we know? Now there was a king. Last story. There was a king and he was going in the jungle. And suddenly he and his minister got lost. Now this jungle was a very, very scary jungle. And it was there was no way out of this jungle. Now the minister was a devout fellow. He said, Jo hota hai, achhe hota hai. Whatever God does is for the best. Now they went into the jungle. Now the, min- the king looked at the minister and he said, Really? What good can come by being lost in this jungle? Again they went, there was no water, nothing. And the king got so thirsty and while looking for the water, he fell down and he broke his finger. Now the king was so upset, he said, see my finger is broken. How will I fight if somebody attacks us? The minister said, whatever happens, happens by God's will, it is for the best. Now they were standing near a well and the king had so much of this whatever God does is for the best. He got so upset and angry and he was thirsty and hungry. He threw the minister into the well. The water was shallow. And, and the minute he turned, the local people from the jungle, the Adivasis, they came and they captured him and they wanted to sacrifice this king to their Devi. So they took him. Now the king was like, hota hai, hota hai. What good has come? This minister deserved to be thrown into the well. 
and when they were about to sacrifice him oh stop they said the devi will get angry this bali is not fit because his finger is broken we cannot offer him to the devi and they let him go the minute they let him go they went away the king came running for his minister he felt so sorry he said see i got hurt and that is why i got saved the minister was right he was my right you know that is what the people who keep saying this you throw them away right what you like people what do you we like people who sympathize when we are going through a problem and say ha yaar that person did very bad to you if you go to a person with a problem and say beta jo hota hai acche ke liye hota hai whatever is happening is to you, to you is good for you in the long run don't complain next time you won't go to that person because you won't be able to crib so he went back he pulled this minister out and he hugged him he was bit bitten by mosquitoes and all and he said i'm so sorry what you said was right but now tell me yeah how did falling in the well benefit you he said my lord if i was with you they would have sacrificed me instead of you because i was full <laughs> and then he said sir see being lost in the jungle you learned the lesson that whatever happens whatever situation comes your way is the best for you because god does nothing which is not good for you in the long run so no matter what suffering comes your way accept it graciously without any agitation saying jo hota hai acche ke liye hota hai and when he was being bound he said if that is god's will i accept think so if we have want to live in samsar we don't have to leave samsar but there are people who are shastras talk about who are examples time and again i repeat if your duty is towards samsar even god will not want you to leave it arjun's duty was on the battlefield he was a kshatriya did krishna say run away don't kill he said no you are a kshatriya this is your duty stand and do your duty but how do you do your duty like the sun nishkam karm without any expectations for any return or any so what you have to get rid of is not samsar we have to get control on our indriyas and this fickle mind ियन and he has said very clearly that the entire bhagavatam and at least this chapter 
we always try to understand things right when we are understanding the bhagavatam also we have a process in place so maybe because we are start starting a new session we can listen to him and keep this in mind if you seek to find parmatma by means of sense organs or mantras okay you will only obtain in animate matter okay some sense organs like you know mechanically you are trying to seek parmatma if you use the method of use if you use if you seek him using the intellect like right? some people are very logical they going to throw logic after logic after logic to understand parmatma you will find the essence of void if you use the method of shraddha you will obtain ishwar but again he goes on the method of direct experience will establish the supreme all pervading non dual atman so the parmatma is attained in the manner suited to the kind of search undertaken see if we are using our sense organs and we are using a dry practice take it you will get the lord but that kind of a vision will come in front of you when you are logically trying to understand something which cannot logically be understood you will reach void now stithi mein when we see where is ishwara where is that divine can you explain that logically your children ask you i don't see the air what do you see to him can't you feel it then you grow towards so intellect will help you to a certain extent but after that the path of shraddha the path of shraddha and vishwas faith then ishwara will get visible but to know him who the shastras define as he is he is this he is this he is this and suddenly they will say no 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 he is not that he is not that he is not that they are unable to define him after 18000 shlokas also will you get a concrete definition no but depending on your mental level depending on you the way you are experiencing the granth you will get the experience and he says again he says listen to this once more investigation through organs and instruments can only reveal inanimate matter the dry intellect establishes a total void shraddha establishes ishwar and the seeker who uses direct experience of his atma will find the irrefutable non dual atman the brahm so just in a simple way what he is saying is very divine but till we bring in what we are reading and start living it the experience won't come so even if there is one point which stays with us like okay this is something which i liked we have to practice it 
otherwise there will be no experience no cleansing will happen nothing will happen anything else we know any points i think it like no i really like the idea like no when you have responsibility you shouldn't leave the no sansar and go and yeah and uh, and you know i also believe that yeah being here also you can uh, attend yes Why are these people going and becoming sannyasis? It is their call, maybe. See, if we look at sannyas ashram in our shastras and if we read our history of whatever I have understood, sannyas dharm came after Buddhism. Before that, yes, auntie, pranamati. Yes, auntie, thank you so much. And auntie, just take prasad, auntie. So sannyas ashram. came a lot later okay. after buddhism all through the shastras we have done ramayana now we are doing shrimad bhagavat mahapurana is there anywhere where any of our sages were not kristas also can you point give me one name so far in whatever discussion we have had many were actually religious most of them were grihasthas only right most of them vishwamitra vashishth ji agastya muni his wife was lok mudra who else they many actually you know they, they live in the jungles in the ashrams but they had their like you know yeah. everybody was there right so being grihasths there was a way of life they followed mm-hmm. they did not run away from their responsibilities now if we analyze it and get it back to us what are we doing and even some sanyasis their way of lives can be more opulent than the grihasthas also right but again we don't have to judge them because the most important thing is how connect how our desires are we desires you can have everything in the world but you might not be attached to it like raja janak right he is a maharishi there was this uh, story that goes that one uh, saint came to a king and he started living there and he stayed there so the king thought that he is enjoying all the luxury he is now not going to go he is eating he is drinking music hai to he is going so the king said what is the difference between you and me at that time the saint just smiled and he started walking out the gate out the country out almost the kingdom and the raja said stop and the raja was chasing him because he wanted his answer the sanyasi said no i don't want to stop and the raja said i can't go beyond this point i have to go back and the saint said exactly that is the difference between you and me i am not attached to anything you have to go back i ate the same food i slept on the same bed i did the same activities but like like parikshit when he knew that there are only 7 days left he got up and he left that was his practice all these were kings raja parikshit raja manu raja priyatvat raja utanpan all of them when the time was done the responsibility was done they left so our shastras don't deter us from having material things but how we earn them how we earn them and how we use them and how attached to them are we is different so nowhere there is a demarcation 
But now there are certain, like Sanat Kumars, they wanted to become sannyasis from the very beginning. But if you are already in samsara today, right? There are four ashrams. There is first we start with Brahmachari ashram, right? And then there is this one, we start with Grist ashram, then Vanapras, and then Sanyas ashram. There are four ashrams. Everybody goes through the four ashrams. What happens to us is, Brahmachari ashram we do. Okay? Grist ashram ke baad we never go forward. Think of it. No matter what our age is, we get stuck here. Even when in, we are in the Brahmachari ashram, we spoil our children so much that they are not Brahmacharis anymore. Brahma, true Brahmachari ashram is in the Gurukul, the Gurukul way of life. You don't spoil your children when they are Brahmacharis. Even if you look at the Shastras or you look at how now nowadays, how do you raise your children? They will give us our Shastras Gyan only. Don't give everything to your child. Make him do all the work. Don't fulfill all his desires. You know, let him get bored for a while. So these knowledge, they take from our Shastras and present it and charge us a hell lot of money and give it back to us. But are we letting our children be Brahmacharis? No. iPhone le lo, charge ute le lo, you know. No, you don't have to make your own bed. It's all right. The maid will do it. Mummy hai na beta. Main karungi na. Just to be in their good books. We spoil them. Otherwise, he's, later on he'll hate me. And why? He will not take care of me if he hates me. Swarth. What is the difference between love and attachment is only this. Attachment is always selfish. Love is selfless. When you get attached to your Lord, the love for your child is selfless. Even if tomorrow he never comes back to you, you have no expectation that later on he has to take care of me. Neto, what will happen to me? <coughs> because we cannot leave the Grist Ashram. Na? Vanaprast and Sanyas Ashram are not in our books only. Even when we grow up, we are going to make life miserable for them and their wives. Because we'll be griyastas only, no? and we'll instruct them in every petty thing they do. Because we cannot move forward. So, Nato, we do well in the Brahmachari ashram. Now, we are able to do the other two ashrams. We are stuck in the griyasta ashram. Now, when you go to the ashrams and all, you'll see people dressed in white dresses, yellow dresses, and orange dresses. So, when I was living in the ashram, I asked, What is the demarcation? <coughs> There's a white ashram, white dress are the Brahmacharis. Okay? Now the yellow dress are people who have not entered the Grihastha Ashram. They have decided to forego the Grihastha Ashram before entering it. Now once you have already entered the Grihastha Ashram, you have responsibilities. Then you are supposed to live that Ashram and then go forward. But suppose from Brahmachari Ashram, I decide that I don't want to enter the Grihastha Ashram. And if you are allowed by your parents and your gurus, if you are allowed, only then can you not be in the Grihastha And then you wear a yellow dress where you are in the Vanaprastha Ashram. Yellow dress means that you have foregone the Grihastha But you are still not a Sanyasi. Sanyasi means when you are not connected to your family anymore. Like the entire world is your family. You are not bound by the four people you call your family. So, you have foregone this Grihastha by the permission of your parents, especially your mother. And even for a Sanyasi, he can say everything is equal to me. But mother is a mother. Even for a sannyasi, mother is a mother. That is one bond which even a sannyasi does not break. But in a grist ashram, 
the one bond a newly wed wife wants to break is the bond with that her husband and the mother only even a sanyasi respects that bond so that is when when you are talking about a grist there are rules for grishtas also which we don't follow march mein do week ki holiday hai bhagwan ne bahut diya hai na ghumo kyun if that money can save somebody give it to that person now we have forgotten how we are supposed to earn as grishtas and how we are supposed to spend as grishtas grishtas are supposed to support all the other three ashrams are we doing that today a sanyasi or a sadhu charges to give gyan because poor thing the grishtas are not sharing their money with him if he does not charge we won't give and then when they charge we say we don't want to pay and go because it pays okay there is a principle i don't pay for knowledge because i don't charge for knowledge that is my principle but if you look at it from their perspective these people won't even give but in the previous story when we looked at which shivaji right chhatrapati shivaji whom did he give his his guru he gave the entire kingdom and the guru said now you rule for me because only a sanyasi is no the best use of your money we don't know what we do is we do upyog we don't do upyog we do upbhog our shastras don't stop us from upyog they say please don't do bhog we do bhog because god has been kind he has given us he has given us an opportunity to serve not the self the others priyavrat made the son his teacher he had everything in the world but he used it to serve others he made islands he made rivers all that we see all the rivers and the lakes and the seas and the islands are his giving to us how hard he must have worked to give us all this and then when his job was done he left not taking anything with him so the people who take sanyas and even if you take sanyas in uh, many people after marriage nobody is going to allow a wife to become a sanyasi if the husband is not on the path there are people in the married life when they decide no this is our path then together they walk on that path but if you go to a sant and say i want to take sanyas he'll say sorry you go you ask, ask your husband and if the husband goes he'll say sorry you ask your wife first nobody is going to initiate you so there are such decorums that we follow and even if we talk about buddha he went away right yeah. but he came back and his wife also followed the path his child also followed the path his parents also followed the path so when we look at buddha he say we went away he went away but we never look at the fact that he came back and he elevated everybody and took them we actually in a poetries we write about how the women suffered because buddha ji went away why don't we write about how he came back shared his knowledge and took them all with him it was a temporary phase right and he did not leave her without any money she was a queen so what we see what we want to see and condemn but that is not true so these are the ashrams these are the rules and for a grihastha also in the previous books we have discussed how a grihastha is supposed to be grihastha ashram has many rules which we refuse to follow totally so, does that answer your question somehow
इंटेलेक्ट कंडेम्ड 
Why is the mind condemned? Because we human, we think we are so smart that we logically do everything. What is the benefit? What is the give and take? Even in our Shastras, after everything, for our benefit, Fala Shruti. And the, what is the benefit of doing this? Are you benefit? If it is just good to do this, I go to the satsang because it makes me feel good. If that person is supposed to tell you, Baba, that is not the objective, are you becoming good? Change the words. Why are you going there? You are not going there to feel good. You can feel good even if you go to a movie. Are you becoming good? Are you becoming good? Are you turning good? That is the objective. Feeling good is not the objective. So this is Priyavrat. And Grihasthas are considered very divine in our Shastras. Just imagine.